Hey guys, I'm Megan. I'm Dana. And this is Scary Stories to Tell Your Sister, Campfire Edition. She's back. So how are you doing, Megan? How's your time away? Did you miss me terribly? Oh, so terribly. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It, I needed this time off, but I'm glad to be back. How about you? How was your time with Abigail? It was good. It was good. And I think it's really, oh, it's always nice to come back from like sickness and time away to a campfire edition episode, which I think is what we did when I was sick that one time, ended up coming back when it was a campfire one. I think I could be a complete liar. But coming back to a campfire is a nice, like, easing back in, I feel like. But it was fun. I enjoyed doing it with Abby because I one time I wanted to do it with you. Maybe we can do it, like, via Zoom or something like that. Because seeing Abby's face and reaction is kind of, like, an extra little fun twist. Because I feel like sometimes we react to things when the other person's saying it, but we can't always see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. So it's really nice. To, it was nice to be able to see that. But it was it was good. It was nice. I did miss you though because I definitely think that we have a different level of what scares us and what doesn't. Because last week, some of the things I told Abby, she was like, "That's terrifying," and I was like, "Is it? Is it ter? Is that one terrifying?" So funny. But no, it's nice, and I think, um, I think campfire ones are nice too. They're it's a really, it's fun to know that we're both kind of getting similar stories so we both have the same vibes because i don't know if you're listening for the first time whoever you are campfire is each month the first of the month we do a collection of stories found from the same topic chosen by one another and today it's april 1st but no fools just fun here this is dana here while i'm editing and realizing that the real april fools was on myself because April Fool's is Saturday. Sunday is April 2nd. So first of the month, here we go. Already doing great. Enjoy. And even though she left me for so long, Megan actually got, got to choose this month's topic. Yes. It's, I chose Glitch in the Matrix, guys. She's very excited. And Glitches in the Matrix is a term... That comes from the 1990s movie, The Matrix, and the terrifying suggestion that we are all living in a simulation of sorts. With the quote being from Trinity, a deja vu is usually a glitch in the Matrix. It happens when they change something. Yeah. Which if I allow myself to linger on that for a moment too long, my brain kind of short circuits. Which maybe you know is written to my code. <laughs> but if I think about like glitches in the Matrix too much, I definitely do not do not approve of that message for my own well-being do you have a lot of deja vu yeah you do yeah i'll be like didn't i live this moment before didn't i say these things did i dream this or like different even like smells or something and i remember when i was younger driving and it when, when the like light the dappled light would like flicker in the the car and like through my closed lo- lids i'd be like something's happening yeah so i don't know do you get a lot of deja vu I get deja vu, but not, I wouldn't say as much as, like, Ray gets it. He gets it so often. 
Oh, wow. Um, to the point where I'm like, wow, are you really having it again? It's just so weird. Like, I, I'll have it, but I don't have it often enough that where I'm like, I have it all the time, where I feel like he has it really often. Wow. And I feel like, I feel, it's fine, the term glitch in the matrix, I feel has taken on a meaning of its own, per se. Yeah. Uh, when the movie came out, it was like a deja vu, like repeating something again or, or something like that, or like moving weird. And it was more in that aspect. But I feel like nowadays there's like weird things, like things floating in the sky, like an umbrella, like a palm, a palm frond just like seemingly floating there. Or like I saw a TikTok one time of a le- lady who was, you could see her on the video cutting up lemons at the, at her work like at a restaurant i saw that she's cutting up lemons she walks away to get a bag and comes back and the lemons like not cut yeah and there's yeah. like no cut in the video nothing like that and so things like that i find are such different things and then i feel like also glitch in the matrix kind of is like the twin soul of like parallel universe type things or like things like that or yeah no, I agree with you. It definitely to something else. Yeah, they definitely correlate. And glitch in the matrix is such a broad term when you think it about is. it, because a glitch can be anything from something similar to deja vu to, like you said, that lemon story. I cut this. I know I cut this. Yeah, and yeah. that one, and it's not, that one's even on like film too. You know, I know, I know. Yeah, that one is strange. But so, Dana, do you want to take turns? Yeah, and spook each other out a little. Sounds good. All right. So the first one that I have is by somebody on Reddit, and it goes a little something like this. I have two dogs. Everything we do is very routine. The other night, I left them out to go potty. They went out into their normal order, sniffing and doing their business. I gave my normal verbal reminder to stop messing around so we could go back inside. It's the same thing every day. They come running back in, but for some reason, my short hair, medium-sized brown dog didn't come. I stood there a few more moments waiting for this dog I knew for certain was coming, just like every day. I was going to call the brown dog when I realized I couldn't remember his name. Then it all came crashing down on me. I only have two dogs. I don't know if it was a glitch in the matrix or a momentary lapse of sanity or a quick slip into an alternate dimension, but I was so absolutely certain I had a third dog. I can describe in detail what this dog looked like, even though I've never had a dog matching what I expected, nor do any of my neighbors. Weird. Isn't that strange? That's you about to a whole, whole ass animal, whole ass creature. I know. And she had like such a vivid memory of this dog. And like, yeah. And it was only when she was like, what's its name? And then yeah. it was like, nope. So weird. Wrong person. You know, it's like, nope, wrong girl. She only has two. Take it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I do not like that. Yeah. It's kind of like false memory. Yeah. And it's almost like, I, I know people always say, so that, Glitches in the Matrix sometimes are like playing The Sims and like you take something away and it's like, wait, wasn't that thing there? So it's like, oh, it took away the animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're God's Sims. Sims. I hate that every time I think about that. Because imagine like, I, we only have one dog, thankfully, but imagine like a moment of like, what's your name again? And I'm being like, no, there's no other animal here. 
Yeah, that's definitely anxiety inducing. It is. I would panic. Like, why was my brain thinking? And like, not only did you like call or call for another dog, oh. but like you, she pictured it. She knew what it looked like. And yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I pictured what Copper looks like or what Tally looks like. Dogs I knew in the past, you know, or like, you know, Rocky. It's like, no, no, no. I pictured a dog that no one, no one around me has. You know what it reminds me of a little? You know how we all remember mom complaining about her bursitis? Yes. And she's like, I never had bursitis. And that never happened. And we're, and like, we're like, no, no, yeah. You have to scream down the hallway in pain. Yes. Saying it was your bursitis. Because she had it now. She, she's like, oh, it's bursitis. Like, oh, yeah, we have back in the day. She's like, no, what do you mean what I have back in the day? Yeah, she like, does not recall this at like, all. Like, at all. And neither did daddy, I don't think. So weird, Dana. But like me, you, even our neighbors, like Rachel. Knew. Rachel, yeah. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I remember her like screaming in pain. Oh, man, that's strange. Mine's a little scary. Okay. Right, can't wait. So I got also a lot of mine from like Reddit or like other listicle things. And this one says, driving home on a stormy day, I see a side road up. I see that. I'm sorry. Driving home on a stormy day, I see that a side road up to the local golf course is blocked off by flashing barricades. I oh also thought, <laughs> do you have this one? Uh, sorry, Dina. I love this one. Do you have I, it? Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, sorry. I love it. This is a really good one. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I okay. read it. Driving home on a stormy day, I see a side road up to the local golf course is blocked off by flashing barricades. I also spy a Mercedes parked past the barricades with its hazards on. I stop and walk up to the car to see if they need help. The person who's writing this is an EMT, so they are equipped to help. I shine my light in the back seat to see a man slumped over, apparently asleep. Thinking I've got a few drunks, I move up to the driver window and rap on the glass and shine my light in. The driver is sitting bolt upright, unmoving, staring straight ahead. My window wrapping or light doesn't cause him to blink, flinch, or move. I look over and the passenger is slumped forward onto the dash. This begins to creep me out. I call down to the sheriff station and request a, co a code 2, which means no lights, no sirens, unit up to my location to help me check them out. The doors in the car are also locked. While on the phone, I walk back to my truck and get my go bag. As I'm on the phone with this dispatch, she asks me to get the license number for the car just as a PNG, a power truck, comes rumbling down up from the closed road. I move to go around the truck to get the license plate number, and the car is gone. I talk to the driver of the truck, and he said there's an 80-foot tree down the access road and that he didn't think it'd be open for a few days. So the question is, the hell did that car go? The tree is up one way, barricades down the other way. It's kept me a bit unsettled when stopping at accidents and hazards since. I love that story. That's so, I so creepy. Hate that story. I love it. I love it. It's so creepy. How did that happen? Because when you think about it, both ends of the road are like blocked. So it's not like they have an easy way to like just make a Yui and yeah. get out of there. It's almost like. It reminds me of an episode of Fringe where the people are like almost like frozen, like in an amber like thing. In a what? Uh, in an like amber? in an amber like substance almost. But like 
and they're frozen. It's like a bus or something, and they're like frozen. The whole bus is like filled with like an amber-like substance. But like, because like I think the thing that gets me is the guy who was the driver is just staring frozen straight ahead. Right, right. And I almost feel like I'm trying to think. Is his my my brain is like his mouth is open because that mouth is open, but like he's up, he's bolted upright, staring straight ahead, and he doesn't react to the knocking or the flashlight, and he doesn't even blink. So when lights in your eyes, you're gonna like flinch away from that, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't. It's almost like they're frozen in a moment. It's almost like my brain is like, were they getting in an accident? Another like parallel universe type thing, and it's frozen in that moment, like pre-accident. Yeah. So I hated it. Hate it. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, the next one I have starts like this. Ten years ago, I was returning home from a road trip with two friends. I received a phone call from my parents asking when we would be arriving. And I explained that we were about 25 minutes away. About a minute later, we came around a bend. It was a full moon and we could see the reflection from a lake below us. And other than that, the road was completely empty. Suddenly, everything went completely dark in the car. No lights from the dash or gauges or the headlights on the road. The music also stopped and restarted at the beginning of the CD we were listening to. Oh. There was now a vehicle pulled over by the police about a quarter mile in front of us that hadn't been there a split second before. I assumed I had dozed off for just seconds as it was late. I thought it was still quite peculiar, though. After about a minute, the driver of the car turned the music all the way down and said, Did that just happen to anyone else? The other passenger in the back seat sat forward abruptly, exclaiming, I thought I just fell asleep. When they realized the clock in the car was reading an hour later than it had just had a minute ago. Whoa. To keep ourselves from freaking out, we decided that the car had possibly had a momentary electrical failure and reset the clock to an odd time turned off the dash lights, headlights, and gauges, and restarted the CD player. But when we arrived home 25 minutes later, we were one hour late. I am missing an hour of my life, and to this day have no idea how it happened. Now this one, that one kind of reminds me of, like not only could it be a glitch in the matrix, but it could potentially in the future Maybe they don't know it yet. Be an abduction story. That's I was going to say, start. it sounds like the lost time abduction thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, one. I know, yeah. Especially, I think especially because everything went dark. It's like, oh, what if the mothership blocked out the moon? Have you heard about the Pentagon being like, oh, your mothership's like something like that? And I said, the what? Have you heard about like the Pentagon or whatever or one of the talking about aliens and like oh a mothership type thing could be around there could be around where our atmosphere oh have you not heard about that that vaguely sounds familiar they like vaguely are like oh a mothership and everyone's like a what yeah that vaguely sounds familiar but i feel like i don't even know anymore like what's going on i feel like i hear so many things that you're kind of like, oh, yeah, another UFO was shot down. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is happening in the world. You're just kind of like, it's hard. It's hard to be like, it's hard to get 
and because there's there's a lot of bad going on um there's a lot of bad and it's hard to not get inundated with the bad and I think sometimes when you're trying to block out all the bad things and then all of a sudden when all the 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 crazy or intense or nonsensical things happen like back to back to back you're like wait what's happening well like the chemical spills and like train crashings and other like those things that are like horrendously sad and weird but also like why all these chemical spills happening while these ufos happening and it's really weird to be like to keep up with all the things that are happening like wait there's another one and not get numb to it which is a terrible feeling to feel about things like that but yeah i think i'm just kind of like in a daze with everything it's like it's hard i think we've been in yeah for the past couple of years it's hard to be like wait what this is happening now okay that was not my big my, my bingo card for the year right um. i saw tiktok the other day and it was talking about how the person was duetting or like you know if people like they took a video and then added their two cents to it people don't know what duetting of a tiktok is and it was like people freeing like a work animal like a elephant they're like you're free now and it's like it was like i always think my mindset has changed with aliens being like one day maybe they'll come and be like you're free now like we're the work animals like no more working no more paying taxes you're free to explore dana i saw that same thing and i was like please take me I was like, yeah, that sounds great, honestly. Go ahead. I would love to be that person for you. Thank you so much. Right? I know. That would be Ugh. so interesting and so nice. And I hope yeah. that wherever they were to take me and free me would be even better. <laughs> well, yeah, they're free. They're going to get you back to like a, a nice place, I feel like, you know? Hopefully. Now you may be worried. But yes, free me to the good, the good area. Well, you wonder because you don't know what to expect. Maybe what's good to them is not the greatest to us. Well, they don't have to work anymore or pay taxes. I don't know. Who knows? If I get to just like swim in like a crystal blue lake. That's no true. creepers. I'll um, be there. I'll be there. Okay, my turn. My mom and I both dream about the same place. It's a three-story white house. We usually dream about the house on the same night. So that in the morning, we have conversations like, so the house was in the Midwest last night. Yeah, I know. Was the laundry out on the line yet? No, the clothespins were rotten. The first time we found out that we had been dreaming about the same house was the day my mom came out and said, I just had the most terrifying dream ever. I was in a big, square, three-story house in the woods, and I was just investigating it. I think I was going to try to buy it. I went up to the third story and got lost and ran into this idiot man-child. And the girl, the person says, Mom, was he wearing a blue work shirt and suspenders? Did he sleep on the mattress in the back room? To which her mom responds, yes. <laughs> was the third story kitchen floor rotting through? Yes. The conversation went on for hours as we went into minute detail. Everything, and I mean everything, matched up. We ended the conversation by each drawing a picture of the house, and it was identical. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, my God, Dina, that has to be one of my favorite stories you've ever told me. <laughs> I love that one so much. For those of you out there that don't know, I love dreams. I mean, I have the most vivid dreams. So hearing a story like that, I literally tell Ray so often, like every night, I'm like, 
okay, Ray, where do you want to meet tonight in our dreams? And I'll be like, how about like down by the lake and yada, yada, yada. I have not once yet met him but by where we said we're going to meet. But oh my God. How it almost sounds like you're trying to do like lucid dreaming. Yes. And I do have, Dana, let me tell you. The other night I had the most vivid dream where I went garage sailing and I found so many good things. I mean, so many good things. And I could clearly see like one of the necklaces that I went to buy. It was it, the woman that had, it was a woman that had passed away. And so it was more like an estate sale, I guess. And the necklace that I went to buy, it was so cool. I found it underneath a table and it was like a locket. And in the locket was like a, what, what do you call it? Wrap. Oh, I can't think of what it's called, but like it had like a little, almost like a little shrine. And Mary was in there, like Mother Mary was in there <laughs> and a couple of, a couple of like other little things. But it was so intricate and beautiful. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to pick this up. So I grabbed it and I wanted to take it home with me. When I woke up and I didn't get any of the things that I actually bought in the dream, I was quite upset. And then I had another dream the other night, another night, where I was late to class, which I do believe that we have like night school. And I think that maybe in our dreams, we do like attend some sort of other school or, you know, yeah. something. So in this one, I was late to class. And when I get there, the people are already laying down in their beds and they're covered in blankets. And then I have to go to the back of the classroom and lay down in my bed. And then the person that was with me, I don't know who they were, but they were late too. And they laid next to me. And I can hear the teacher walking through, walking the people through their past life regression. And I'm like, okay, they're doing the correction. <laughs> so anyways, the lady comes up to me because everybody else has already started and they're still like resting and sleeping. And she comes up to me and she, you know, tells us what to do. And I, they asked, you know, have you done a past life regression before? And I said, yes. And so then they basically talked us through and I forgot exactly what she said, but it was like so real, like how she leading us to where we needed to be yeah and I was thinking to myself I don't know if this is going to work this time you know especially when you're like rushed you're not completely relaxed yeah and I'm getting more and more relaxed and then eventually bam I'm in another place I will I can see I can I'm not the person myself I can see like I'm watching a movie a little girl and she's speaking another language to a man who I'm assuming is her father, who's also speaking another language. And they also have a couple of dogs. And then I see a last name. And Dana, it was so vivid. And uh, anyways, I was gonna... <laughs> it reminds me of that story. And sorry, I got carried away, but I get excited. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Okay. I was catching a sky train in one particular city about 15 minutes from where I got off. While I wait there, this woman with, a glazed, with glazed eyes asks people for money. She came up to me, stopped briefly, and asked, Excuse me, could you spare some money? My brother is in the hospital, and I'd like to buy 
I'd like some money to buy him some flowers. That's rich, I thought. People are getting more and more obvious with their lines. I gave her $5 without even looking into her face, convinced of her intentions. My train pulls up and I get on. I look through the glass at her walking around, asking others for money as the train pulls away. The train arrives at the station 15 minutes later, and I walked down and out to the bus stop. There's only one bus in the direction I'm going, and just my luck. It's there waiting for me when I get off the train. So, on the bus, I hop, and I wait for the bus driver to finish reading his paper before the doors close and we embark down the highway. After about five to ten minutes of traveling, the driver pulls over for a routine stop. The doors open, and to my complete astonishment, the woman from the Sky Train walks into the bus. A dozen roses in hand. She looks right at me in the eyes as she walks past me to her seat. How in the blue hell did she get there? I took the train before her. I watched her at the train stop from inside as we pulled away. I went over a river. I caught the first and only bus going this particular direction. And on, not only did she beat me there, she had time to go to the store and buy a dozen roses. Wow. So like, I'm not, not going to be like, she got an Uber or something like that. I don't know what year it was, you know, but it's like you, she didn't have like go into the store and get all the flowers too, you know? Right. And she was still... When she, when the girl was on the, oh, the train was leaving. The train was leaving. She was still asking people for money. Yeah, yeah, so strange. That is weird. Okay, mine. At a friend's place back in 2008, we were all teenagers. We had a cool shed as at a friend's that we'd hang out every weekend. It had four sets of bunk beds, tables, a fireplace, TV, fridge, etc. It didn't seem like a shed. It seemed like a like, little backyard apartment type thing almost. <laughs> One night, we were all hanging out there when I decided I needed a pee. I walked out the front door of the shed and started to walk to the right when I stopped. Now, let me explain the layout here. As you walk out of the shed, his house is to the left. And to the right is where we all parked our cars. Further out, you're left with empty fields and trees. It was dark by now, the lights from the house illuminating the space between the house and our cars, but trailing off just past them. As I took a step to the right, intending to go behind the cars to relieve myself, I saw my friend's older brother standing there. I watched him for a good five to ten seconds as he stood there, facing the darkness. He then proceeded to walk behind a couple trees and a car before he disappeared. Confused, I walked back into the shed and asked my friend, what his brother was doing with the cars. The, car the conversation went as follows. Me. Hey, man, what's your brother doing with the cars? Him. What do you mean? Me. He just walked off behind the cars. Brother. I'm right here. I looked over, and there with his brother was, sitting down on one of the chairs with a drink. He was wearing the same exact clothes I saw him in, and the only way to get out into the shed was through the door that I was standing in the way of. To this day, I have no idea how it all happened. I'm guessing I'm just seeing things, but the fact that I watched him walk around for a good 10 seconds has always pu puzzled me. I've never had anything else like that happen since. 
so strange. That kind of creeps me out because I'm like, was it actually somebody else that was wearing maybe similar clothing? I, for me, it felt like a time slip, like an overlaying thing. Mm. Like he was seeing another time. Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah. So the next one. Three friends and I went to a concert at the biggest venue in Mexico City. One of my friends is a woman. This is very important for the story. So the concert ended and we agreed on the meetup point outside the venue so we could get a cab and leave together. There were about 100,000 people there. So we inevitably got separated before going to the meetup point. We waited for my friend for about 15 minutes. Then we started to get worried. So we called her phone. However, due to the sheer amount of people present at the venue trying to make phone calls, the lines were congested and the calls wouldn't go through. After another 10 minutes trying to reach her, I got an incoming call from her. She sounded extremely gloomy and sad. She said, hey, I'm all right. I'm already at the place. Everything is okay. Weird. And and she actually said, hey, and then the person's name. Okay. Like, hey, Um, Megan. Yeah. I immediately got freaked out because this was impossible. She lived two hours away and not even an hour had gone by. We were super freaked out and tried to flag some cops down because it being Mexico City, I thought she had been kidnapped. Then 30 seconds after the call, she comes out of the crowd looking chill. I yell at her asking what the hell was wrong with her. She looked so surprised at this. She denied having made any phone calls. She tried but couldn't get any signal. We didn't believe her, so we took her phone to look through it, and there were no records of the calls ever having been made. I took my phone to show her that the call show her the call, and there was no record of the call having been received either. What? To this day, I have no idea what happened. Because the voice on the other end of the phone was hers, and she knew details about me and my name. True. Right? Bizarre. I don't like that one. Yes. Okay. Here's my next one for you. My friend's a short one. My friend Sarah was in a nightclub, drunk off her face, when she got an overwhelming urge to tell a total stranger that her leg hurts. Edit. It didn't. Like, her leg didn't hurt. She's like, I gotta tell someone my leg hurts. It's all a bit strange. She ignores it, but it doesn't stop. So she walks into this guy and says, hi, I know this is crazy, but I've got a huge urge to tell you my leg hurts. I know that's crazy. Again, I'm so sorry. But the guy bursts into tears. Turns out his dad had just died and they made a pact before. And if there was an afterlife, he would get a message to him by saying a totally random phrase. So there could be no mistake. What they decided was, I've hurt my leg. Oh, my God, Dana. Right. I love that one. I thought you'd like that one. I love that one so much. Oh, my God. That is so weird. At first, I was like, okay, this sounds like like OCD, you know? Like, yeah. I have to do this. This is an, an, an urge that I have to, like, fulfill. Yeah. But, no. Interesting. All right. 
I have two more, and they're both teeny tiny ones. Awesome. Thought I'd let you know. All right. So this one goes, one evening I was getting out of a Rotterdam subway when I spotted an old friend who hadn't seen, who I hadn't seen in a few years, heading into the subway too. I call out his name. He turns, waves, and makes the call me gesture. The doors close and the subway rode off. 30 seconds later, my phone rang. It was my friend who told me he'd just seen me as he got on the train heading home from the bar. Apparently, I had grinned, waved, and gestured, call me, then the door shut and the train drove off. I live in Rotterdam. He lives in this place that's spelled E-N-S-C-H-E-D-E. Sorry, I didn't. Enschneid? Enschneid? They're both in Netherlands. Yep. Yep, 125 miles apart. So what the heck happened there? I don't know. But it was strange that they both had an experience with each other, both doing the same. The call me. me. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that. It's weird. Like, like, why? Why did your, why did the person be like, you need to call each other? What was it, you know? I don't know. But I love that. I love when you have that urge. You know when you have that urge to call somebody? Always do it. Always do it. Yes, because the person usually always ends up, if you don't do it, they end up calling you. And you're like, man, I I have this urge. I know I was supposed to call you, but I didn't do it. Okay. So I have two more, too. I have a good one. I was about 12 years old. I woke up in the middle of the night needing to take a leak. Everyone apparently needs to pee all the time. (laughs) I walked across the hall to the little bathroom hit the lights, and was about to reach the toilet when I glanced up and I saw a face in the mirror. It was not my face. It was as if someone was on the other side, standing to the right with their face, right next to the glass, staring at me. I only saw it for the briefest moment, but it seared into my brain. I screamed and ran out there to find my dad. Of course, my dad investigated, then calmed me down or tried to. Eventually, we had a prayer session because I was so freaked out. Eventually, I must have gone back to sleep. Fast forward to my 30s. I'd forgotten all about the event. One night while visiting, my dad quietly brings it up. Remember that one time you saw a face in the mirror? It suddenly came back to me in such a rush of memory that it sent a chill down my spine. Yeah, I remember. Well, he said, I sometimes think about that night too. He looked down to the floor with a serious expression. I saw it too. He wanted to describe exactly what I'd seen. We have no idea what it was. Apparently, when he investigated, he saw it and had a freak out of his own. Apparently, the prayer session was for both of us. I respect him for keeping it to himself until my 30s, but I kind of wish he never told me. My God. That's so scary, Dana. It's like, I don't think it was a ghost. I think it almost like someone else looking back on their side of the mirror. Oh, weird. That's what I felt like. I d- it's still freaking freaky, but you know. Yeah. Oh, that's so strange. Okay, this is my last one. Stopped at the gas station on my way to work one morning. I take out my debit card and go in. I pay for my stuff and throw my debit card in a metal cup that I have in my car. Literally half a second later, I look down and my card is gone. I pulled apart everything to look for it, but I couldn't find it. I go to work. Then when I get home, I find it sitting on my desk. I double-checked my bank account to make sure it wasn't 
to make sure it was the card that I used earlier. And it was. To this day, I still have no idea what happened. Weird, right? Because it sounds like he, he knew which card it was. Yeah. It wasn't like, I had a gazillion cards in there. It could have been something else. Like, he even checked the bank statement to see if he Yeah. Did, and he did. I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. That's all I have, Dana. Dana? Okay. So here's my last one. My daughter, four, was playing in her room on the second story. I was two rooms away playing with my guitar. Very loudly, I heard my daughter scream, Daddy, come to the guest bedroom. I want to show you something. This immediately set seemed off. We have an extra bedroom, but I've never heard her call it that before. While she also has pretty good speech, this was amazingly clear. When I walked around the corner into the bedroom to see what she wanted, I saw two little legs sliding out the window. I jumped across the room and grabbed my daughter by her ankle before she could fall out. After not a great moment where I yelled at her and then hugged her, then yelled again, then apologizing for yelling and then hugged her again, I finally calmed down. We had a talk about why we don't play in windows. And while setting the window back together, she had pushed and popped out the storm and screen window from the bottom. I asked her what she wanted to show me. What? She said. What do you want to show me? You asked me to come see something. No, I didn't, Daddy. Are you sure? You told me to come to the guest bedroom. A little whiny annoyed. No, I didn't, Daddy. You didn't ask me to come to the guest bedroom to see something? No. I promise. So something called him there, right? As she was falling out a window. Oh, my God. So that is definitely yeah. some sort of intervention. Right? It's on- like, who called? And he heard, he heard her voice. Like you said, like her voice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some sort of intervention on a higher level. There you go. So I think all of ours were different glitches in different ways. And I like that because it was like, some things disappearing, some things reappearing, people reappearing, people talking from beyond and all that fun stuff. When we feel like maybe what we think is normal is not exactly. Yeah. And it just goes to show us, like we talked about in the beginning, there are different kinds of glitches out there. Yes. So, dear listeners, thank you so much for coming with us on our little glitch of a journey. And we hope that you will be back next week with us as we share more fun and scary stories with you as we have two new topics that we do not know what they are and we will find out together with you, the listeners, on next week's episode of Scary Stories to Tell Your Sisters. Until then, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Scary Sisters Pod. And you can email us any questions, comments, concerns, or just general chit chat at our email, which is scarysisterspod at gmail.com. And be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. We appreciate every one of you and all your listening ears. So until then, stay safe and stay spooky. Love you. Bye. Bye.